Well, we know that there are various kinds of pain in life. Physical pain, emotional pain, relational pain. Pain from a wound, pain from surgery, pain from a harsh word that was said, pain from being deserted, pain from a broken dream, pain from a broken marriage. These pains are real, and they come at us from all directions. But there's another pain that I think could be the worst of all. Today we're going to see how to overcome the pain of rejection. I want us to see today that in spite of this pain that you may have endured, and I wonder if most people have experienced the pain of rejection. If more people have felt rejected than those that have not. So for those of us that have felt rejection at certain times in our life, you know there's still hope. And you know what that hope is? That God gives grace. We're going to see today grace and rejection. Because rejection is a special type of pain. It not only hurts, but it sends a message. But yet, it's a, it's a false message. Okay? You never want to believe the message of rejection. Because it's not true. It's a lie. And you know what the message is? You don't matter. You're not important. You have no value. That's what rejection says, but it's not true. Sadly, some people believe that message when they're rejected. They really believe it, that they don't matter, that they're not important. We're going to see a man today. His name is Jephthah. He was a man who was rejected, and yet he went on to be a hero. You can go from rejection to being a great leader. And that's what Jephthah did. And I want to give you an illustration about rejection, how rejection is not the end of the road. You know, Michelangelo, he was a masterful artist and sculptor. And one of his most famous works stands in Florence, Italy. Nearly 18 feet of finely crafted stone. It brings to life the colossal figure of David. And this incredible carving has been viewed by millions of people. And ironically, the stone which Michelangelo chiseled was rejected by other great artists. It was from the stone that they rejected that this great work emerged. I want you to think, in your life, there are two masterpieces that may have been rejected. One for sure. Jesus Christ was the cornerstone that they rejected. He was rejected by many. And maybe you have that in common with the Lord. Maybe you've been rejected. You've been rejected by a circle of friends, maybe uh, certain people at work. Sadly, sometimes even in church, we experience rejection. 
And that's why we need to learn about this guy named Jephthah. And we find him in the book of Judges, chapter 11. And in chapter 11, verse 1, here's what it says. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a valiant warrior, but he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead was the father of Jephthah. So Jephthah's father went out, found a harlot, got her pregnant, Jephthah was born. Gilead's wife bore him sons, and when his wife's sons grew up, you know what they did? They drove, they drove Jephthah out of the house, and they said to him, You shall not have an inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Here is a blended family that didn't work. Oh, blended families can be difficult. Some work very well, and some, they don't work that well. This one didn't. So in verse 13, Jephthah, he fled from his brothers, and he lived in the land of Tob. And worthless fellows gathered themselves about Jephthah, and they went out with him. Worthless fellows. Empty individuals. That's what it means. Rakeish. Empty individuals. These people, they were rejected too. They had no money, no jobs, and no purpose. You know, you know what rejection does? It seems to take away one's drive. Someone said there's two tragedies in life. Number one, men who live with no purpose, no future. And number two, those who attach themselves to them. I think that's why today, especially young people, they join gangs. Because they have a built-in need for acceptance. We all do. God made us to be communal beings. We all need each other. We need to be accepted by each other. And that's the beauty of the church. The church is accepting of all people. It's the way God designed it. And I believe today that the level of gangs, adultery, drug use, that it would all go down if people had a greater sense of acceptance by those that were important to them. See, that's the pain of rejection when it comes from people that are important, that we care about, that we love. And again, that's what makes the church so beautiful. It's an accepting institution. It's a place where any and all are accepted. That's how you find God, through the door of acceptance, because God is an accepting God. In the land of Tob, Jephthah developed his fighting skills. Because that's what people do who are rejected. They learn to fight for their survival. They get hard. They get tough. They put walls up. They become defensive. See, you have to do that when you feel everyone is against you and no one wants you. So now you go into survival mode. Sometimes you develop an attitude to go along with it. The old proverbial chip on the shoulder right? So that's Jephthah's story so far. Son of a harlot, exiled from his home, 
rejected by his brothers, goes out to a foreign land. People like him attach themselves to him. And now back to Israel. Once again, Israel found themselves under attack by a heathen nation, the Ammonites. The Ammonites are attacking. And the people of Gilead, you know what they did? They went looking for Jephthah because they knew he was a tough guy. They knew he had great fighting skills. We get to find this guy. So in verse 5, when the sons of Ammon fought against Israel, the elders of Gilead, they went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come and be our chief, that we may fight against the sons of Ammon. They didn't have a leader. They didn't have a tough guy that could lead them into battle. So Jephthah, he developed an emotional crisis. What's he going to do? Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and drive me from my father's house? The pain, that hurt. That was painful. So why have you come now to me when you're in trouble? And you know, when, when Jephthah said, did you not hate me and drive me from my father's house? You know the word hate? It means to be an enemy, to be a foe. It also means something odious. In other words, repulsive. That Jephthah was repulsive to them. He smelled to them. And yet they're coming back. See, when someone has been rejected and hated for so long, you know it's difficult to bounce back? It is. It's hard to come back. The the hard shell has formed over the heart. Forgiveness is far away. It's out of reach many times. What rejection does, it reprograms the mind. Today we have the rejection of white against black, black against white. Latino against Asian, Asian against Latino. We have religion against religion, church against church. Are you kidding me? Christian church against Christian church, too. That's why this is so dangerous. A mind that used to think healthy thoughts now produces negative thoughts, promoting something either withdrawal or aggression. Either one. A person that's been rejected can either find themselves in withdrawal or they find themselves being aggressive. We will see the one positive thing Jephthah had going for him. In spite of his rejection, and even in your own rejection, and my own rejection, we can have this going for us too. We're going to see what that is. So the elders of Gilead, they said to Jephthah, we need you to come and fight for us. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back to fight against the sons of Ammon, and the Lord gives them up to me, will I become your head? 
In other words, will you receive me back? Hey, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the chief of Gilead. You know, the elders agreed. And Jephthah went back and became the chief of Gilead. Now, see what Jephthah did? Jephthah kept God in the picture. He said, if the Lord gives them up to me. You know that in spite of rejection, you can still stay focused on God. Let's not blame God for the ills of people. Okay? I've said it already. Rejection hurts. It's very painful. But we might get hard against those people. But don't get hard against God. Jephthah still had an appreciation of the Lord. And he knew that if he went to battle, that the Lord would be with him. It's good to remember. Okay? So the first thing Jephthah did, he didn't go to battle. He sent a message to the king of Ammon. See, that's what a good leader does. And he said in the message, What is between you and me? that you have come to me to fight against my land. He's asking the king, why are you guys attacking us? See, that's a good response. Because a responsible person always seeks to find, here it comes, a peaceful solution. You know why? Because in war, people always lose. There are no winners. Many people lose in war. Think of war in the family. People lose. War in the church. People lose. War among nations. People lose. Collateral damage. Innocent people get hurt all the time. So the king of Ammon, he responded back to Jephthah, and he accused Israel of taking their land when they left Egypt. And they were coming to take it back. They're like, you're living in our land. Kind of like the battle we see going on today, don't we? Now, Jephthah knew his history. The Israelites had sought permission from various kings to merely pass through their lands on the way to the land of promise. And each king refused to let them pass through. So when a king refused, you know what Israel did? They took the long way around. They said, okay, if you won't let us come through, we'll just go around your country. And they were attacked anyway. Even when they went around, they were attacked. And God gave them the victory over them, and God gave them their land. So Jephthah had one thing going for him, faith. He had great faith. Actually, he had two things. He had knowledge of his history, and he had faith in God. So, in verse 27, he said, I therefore have not sinned against you, but you are doing me wrong by by making war against me. May the Lord, the judge, judge today between the sons of Israel and the sons of Ammon. So again, Through all of his hurt, all of his pain, all of his rejection, he kept his faith in God. Oh, I love that. What a great lesson.
He's hurting, but he's still holding on to God. How important it is to seek God, especially in times of pain, pains of rejection. So Jephthah, he wanted to resolve the problem without conflict. But the king of Ammon, he didn't answer. Negotiations broke down. So in verse 32, we have the final conflict. Jephthah crossed over to the sons of Ammon to fight against them. He tried to resolve it. They didn't want to hear it. So he crossed over. He says, like, you want to fight? Let's fight. And you know what happened? The Lord, God, gave them into his hand. See, every step of the way, Jephthah was leaning on God. He was leaning on God when the people from Gilead came to him. He was leaning on God when he was negotiating with the king of Ammon. And now he's leaning on God as he goes to battle. And God gave him the victory. He didn't want to go to battle. He tried to resolve it peacefully, but they didn't want to hear it. So Jephthah's like, you want to fight? Let's fight. I'll tell you one thing, though. God's going with me. And God did. And God gave him the victory. So Jephthah, he teaches us a few things. That's what's so great about these Old Testament stories. That's why Romans 15.4 says, All these things that were written in the Old Testament, they're for our instruction. They're to teach us and to, to give us perseverance and hope. We can learn from these stories. There, there are some things that people did wrong. Okay, we learn from them so we don't repeat it. And there are things that people did right. We learn from them so we can emulate them. So here's what Jephthah teaches us. Number one, a person's background doesn't prevent God from working powerfully in his or her life. Okay? Did you make some big mistakes in your life? You mess up royally? That doesn't stop God. God is bigger than that. And God can work in your life. Number two, rejection doesn't have to identify you. The negative things people say are not your identity, nor the things they do. Don't let rejection rob your self-worth. Your self-worth comes from God. You're made in the image of God. That's your self-worth. Three, rejection doesn't have to be the end of your story. As a matter of fact, Jephthah wound up in God's hall of faithful ones. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, we get all these people that God considered heroes of the faith. Here's what it says. What more shall I say? Time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. He's right in there with all those high rollers who by faith conquered kingdoms performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. From weakness they were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. See, you can be in God's hall of faithful ones too. Don't let rejection paralyze you or hold you back. 
Know that the God you serve does not reject his people. Know that. Okay, I'm going to give you a bonus, a little bonus today. Here are some people that were rejected and yet went, went on to do great things. Michael Jordan, when he was in high school, they said he was too short to play basketball. <laughs> but he worked on his game. And he accepted the challenge, and he got better and better. Plus, he grew. And he became Michael Jordan. Now he's a household name. Albert Einstein, his teachers called him lazy and said he asked questions that made no sense. And every job interview he went on was rejected. Huh. He's another household word, isn't he? Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey was harassed when she was young, fired from her job as a news anchor at 22 years old. And you know what she said? It grew her into a woman. Stephen King. His first book, Carrie, became a movie too. Remember that book? Remember the movie? Hand came out of the ground. Ah! <laughs> at the end. Carrie was rejected by 30 publishers. But today, Stephen King huh, has 60 novels and countless awards. You see? They didn't let rejection identify them or hold them back. You ever hear of Steven Spielberg? He was rejected from the University of Southern California School of Theater, Film, and Television. They said, Mr. Spielberg, you don't have what it takes. <laughs> he has now won three Academy Awards and 19 nominations. Are you kidding me? Elvis Presley. You heard of him, right? He was fired from the Grand Ole Opry after one performance. And you know what they told him? You ain't going nowhere, son. You ought to go back to driving a truck. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> so he wrote a song. No, they didn't say that. And now he is the best-selling solo music artist of all time, with over 500 million records sold. Think about it. Walt Disney, J.K. Rowling, the Harry Potter books rejected by 12 publishers. And then a small publisher picked it up. The rest is history. Here's the point today. Never let rejection stop you. There is always grace to keep going. See, greatness means, it doesn't mean I don't hurt, but it means I'm going on in spite of the hurt, in spite of the pain. I'm not going to let it be a wall. I'm going to let it be a door. And I'm going to let it refine me. And I'm going to let it strengthen me. And I'm going to let it draw me closer to my God. See, that's why through Christ you can do all things. So never lose your focus of Christ. Hurt and pain is not a reason to lose your focus on him. It's not a reason. No. Look at the hurt and pain Jesus went through, and yet he never lost his focus on us. The Bible even says, for the joy that was set before him, that's us, we're the joy. He endured the cross, 
despising the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of God. He saw it through to the end. That's what he did. Jephthah is a great teacher. He teaches us that the serious heartache of rejection rejection, doesn't have to be a trap. It's not a stumbling stone. It's a refining fire, right? It's a fire that refines. And if you stay with it, you know what comes out? Pure gold. And you end up in God's hall of the faithful ones. See, what I love about the Bible, it talks about real-life situations. Oh, yeah, there's no fantasy here. It's all real-life situations. And the things that those people went through, we go through them too. They're made from the same stuff we're made from, and vice versa, right? And the difference between those that succeed and those that don't, they held on to God. That's the key. Hold on to God. Don't let your pain insulate you. Don't let it insulate you from God. Let it draw you closer like a magnet. Let pain be your magnet that brings you. You know why? Because in God, we have two things. We have grace and we have strength. And we need them both. We need them both to go on. We need the grace of God and we need the strength of God. And when you let those things surround you and fill you and empower you, you're going on. Yes, you are. You're going on to the top of the mountain. You know, Jephthah is one of those stories I think a lot of us can identify with. And that's what makes it so real and so helpful. And how his ending can be our ending as well. He began as an outcast, but he ended as a leader, as a chief, as someone. He started off as someone nobody wanted. Then he ended up as someone that everybody needed. <laughs> Look what God can do. Look at what God can do. Maybe there have been times when you felt, hey, nobody wants me. You stay with God, and the people will need you. Guaranteed. And you know what? God gets the glory. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about giving glory to God. Let our lives give glory to Him. And the things we say, and the things we do. 